Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking. Intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and cocoa zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Ooh, baby, do you want to see me live doing stand-up? I'm doing fun new material. So Saturday, August 26th, I'll be at the Chelsea at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas, Nevada. Friday, September 15th, I'll be at River City Casino in St. Louis, Missouri. Saturday, September 16th, I'll be at the Pantages Theater in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And then Friday, September 22nd, I'll be at Meridian Hall in Ontario. No, Toronto, Ontario. Ha <laughs> ha! Canada! you date me a podcast we need we're, oh my god i already fucked it up and i just started <laughs> it's a podcast where me nicole Meyer was trying to figure out why i'm still single but guess what it's a mystery that nobody can figure out my guest today is currently in the tina turner musical i didn't get to see her but i have watched lots and lots and lots of video because i really liked the musical okay <laughs> Get ready for Naomi Rogers. Do, 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 do. <laughs> hi, Whoopi. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. <laughs> How are you? Listen, I'm fabulous. Um, I just got back from, where was I? I was in Greece. I went to Mykonos, Thessaloniki, Paros, and then I went to Amsterdam and... Naomi, let me tell you, people were like, import a man, go overseas, go get you one. The only <laughs> person, two people hit on me. One was a 19-year-old who was a server at one of the beaches we went to. Very cute. And I was like, well, how old are you? And he was like, 19. And I was like, we can't go anywhere. Naomi, the second person was a 70-year-old man in a neck brace. 
like what I I don't <laughs> know. And he so we were like waiting for our luggage and he was like, where is the luggage? And I was like, I don't know. I think it's going to come out here. And he was like, yes. And then he walked away and stared at me. And I was like, oh, my God. Then we were walking to get a cab, me and my friend Mono. And he like ran up behind me. And he was like, where is your final destination? And I was like, Thessaloniki. And he was like, Thessaloniki is happy to have you. And I was like, okay. And then we got in the cab and I was like, how do you think he got that neck brace? And my friend Mono was like, probably from the first fat black woman who sat on his face. <laughs> That's good right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, well, well, there, there it is. There it is. <laughs> then we spent a lot of the trip just being like, you are the 10th fat black woman to sit on my neck. Do you want to sit on my wrist and break my wrist? <laughs> Naomi, are you single? Are you dating? What's going on? Um, I am actually in a relationship with the <gasps> love of my life. He plays Ike. Oh my God. <laughs> I told him you were gonna do this. I told him. I said, you're gonna you're gonna shit when you hear that I date the him. The irony of that situation right. is truly wild. Truly. Did you meet doing the show or did you meet before? What happened? So what happened was he came in to take over for the role of Ike. Uh, previously, there was another guy doing it. And then he came in and then like I saw him and he saw me. And then we had like a rehearsal. And then we just looked into each other's eyes while we were doing lines one day. And we went, nope, nope, we're not doing this. This is not going to happen. We're not going to happen. I'm not looking at you. You're not looking at me. This is not happening. And then like one day I didn't have a show and I invited him to the casino because it's like my happy place or whatever. Uh -huh. And so I went to the casino and I kind of heard through the grapevine through everybody that he like likes to gamble a little bit. He likes to play blackjack and whatever. Uh -huh. And so I was like, I called him and I was like, do you want to like come to the casino? And he was like, yeah. And then we spent five hours falling in love. The entire night. Oh, my God. What a dream to just look in someone's eyes and be like, you, no, I can't. Ooh, yes. But like uh, doing the but like doing the lines like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> you know? You were like, ooh, I kind of like this. <laughs> Wait, that is so wild. How long have you been together? We've been together. It's going on five months now. Oh, my God. I love this. I'm... I'll just say it. I'm jealous. I <laughs> have done a show. I've done improv. I've I've worked with men, and none of them have looked at me and been like, you. And I've been like, hey, baby. And they're like, no, no. not you, somebody else. Ugh. Also, in Amsterdam, I was trying to find a tall Dutch, and none of the tall Dutches wanted me. I, I was told that they were, like, really, like, up front and, like, like blunt. So I was at this bar and I asked one of the Dutchmen who was working and I was like, what's your name? He was like, Derek. And I was like, Derek, that's not a Dutch name. And he went, they will tell my parents that they named me a bad name. And I was like, oh, I was just kidding. I was, it was just a joke. And then he hated me for the rest of the night. And I was like, you know, this, this is not working out for old Nicole Beyer. These Dutchmen, I don't know why. You should have just jumped on them. No conversation. Just do what I you got to do. I should have been like, let me day. climb you, Derek. Yes. But I didn't. Also, Naomi, I want to tell you more about my trip. 
Tell me, tell me. I was like, I, I will ask you questions about yourself. I promise. Um, <laughs> but okay. So I went to this. It was called the Benenin Club. And I cannot recommend it enough if you like silly sex things. So if you're ever oh. in Antlion. So you can. So when you walk in the door, there's a man standing there that's like, sex show. You want to come? Uh, you can eat a banana out of a woman's pussy. And I was like, yes. Yes, yes I would. I will. So we, you can get as many shows as you want, and they charge you per show. And one of the shows was a woman who wrote me a postcard with her pussy. And while she's writing this, she literally puts a Sharpie in her pussy, holds her lips together, and writes <laughs> on a piece of paper. And I was like, and as she was doing it, I was like, how did you learn how, who, at what point were you like, I think my pussy can write? And she was like, oh, during lockdown, I got pretty bored. <laughs> she said I was testing out some tricks so yep. I could bring them back outside. <laughs> uh-huh. That's exactly what she was doing. And then the next one was a lady put a a, a banana in her pussy and then uh. opened it up. And then she was like, take a bite. And I was like, okay. Okay. I don't like bananas, so I spat it right out, and I was like, "No offense to you, I, I just don't need that potassium. It's not. I don't like it." <laughs> and then the third show was a woman put she put a vibrator on each of my friends' heads, and then like fucked the vibrator on their heads, and then slammed their face with her pussy. And then, then we had to play catch the vibrator, where she put it in her, and then she swung forward, and it shoots out, but it's covered in lube. So it's a rigged carnival trick because you're never gonna catch it. Baby, <laughs> what? So like, why wasn't I there? This is too good. It was so funny. And then the last one was our friend got spanked, and that was like pretty wild. She like pulled his pants down, slapped his bare ass, and then she was like, "How many more slaps?" And my friend was like, "I don't think I want any more. <laughs> I don't think I want any more." God, it was absolutely the red light district. Have you been to Amsterdam? No, no, I'm go. I need to go now. You gotta go. Weed is legal, so like, there's just like a faint hint of like marijuana in the air. Sometimes, sometimes not. There's like pretty canals, so like by the day you're just like in a canal having a nice time. And then at night, the red lights on windows come up. Red is for ladies. Purple is for trans. And uh, they stand in the windows and they're like, who wants it? And there's signs everywhere that are like, do not take pictures because they're at work. And it's right. like, it's pretty respectful. And I was like, I think we should do this everywhere. Why not? Why I, not? I like it. That makes sense. I think that's what we need. <laughs> it's it's so necessary, especially because I feel like a lot of other countries are they get to express their sexuality and their freedom a mm -hmm. lot more than we do in this country. They tell us to cover up. They tell us to, you know, don't dress like this when you walk outside. But they're like living their best lives over there in Amsterdam. <laughs> I think so. And then I didn't see very many like nobody was like cracked out of their minds, which I was like, that's funny because everything's legal here. Um, and then I didn't see too many like homeless people and then i found out that they pay like an incredibly high tax and there's a cap at how much you can make and i okay. was like maybe we should all do that maybe we don't need extreme wealth and maybe everyone should just be like nice and happy exactly naomi i have a question prior to meeting the man that you love did you like ever hook up with anybody else in a show no 
Never. This is your first time. Never. Ne- exactly. I came from doing the Frozen tour. So before oh, I did okay. this, I was with like people who were just not into black bitches. <laughs> okay. They were into you like said it. You they're into like the very like lighter skinned or mm-hmm. very, you know, white, uh, you know, sure. girls. That's just what it was. So like even the black guys in the show, like, hey Christoph, no, he doesn't want me. So <laughs> um bye Christoph. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye Christoph. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I dealt with that majority of, like, doing theater was just being around a lot of, like, white people. And that's not, Mm -hmm. that wasn't really my, that wasn't my go-to. You know, I dated a lot of black guys, but I was always open to dating people, but they didn't want me. They did not want me. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. to be in, like, this is, like, my first show, which I can say, like, predominantly black show. Like, and it's dope because I'm around people who are like-minded and I don't, I can be myself. And also Mm -hmm. I can find, you know, my man. So. God, I love that for you. Okay. You also went to AMDA? AMDA. The American Musical and Dramatic Academy uh, <laughs> at the Ansonia at 70th Street and Broadway. Yeah. I also went to AMDA. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're a star there. Just like I'm know, a star, star there. You're a star. You're a star. Wild. Yeah. Because when I first started working, they did not claim me. And then they tweeted about me. And I was like, don't claim me now. Oh, they <laughs> did. I remember that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Don't claim me now. Uh-uh. And everyone from Amda was like, yes, Nicole, speak for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because I don't think they were tweeting about me until nailed it. And I was like, but I've been working. You've been working. You've, You've been working. You've never asked working. me to come back and talk. Don't claim me now. I mean, you look up girl code and you're the front of the picture uh, of every... Like, I'm just like, <laughs> who, why don't people know who you are, especially them? But of course they don't, you know? So No, because I'm not in a musical or something. Did you live in student housing? I did. I lived at the Stratford Arm. The Stratford Arms. Okay. <laughs> I love that you did that. So... I assume, because you went far after me. You're much younger than me, which is nice for you. (laughs) When I went there, it had been converted from, like, an assistant living center. Yes. And there was, like, a bunch of old people. They're still living? They were still, yo, they were still upstairs when I went. They were still upstairs. Like, was it separated? So Stratford Arms, you walk in the building, you go to the elevator. There's uh-huh. only two floors that you can't go on. Or if you do go on it, like your friend is like weirdly placed in this room because that's what the school did. <laughs> and they're living next to these old people. It was, it's like that. Like there's, there's old people still living there. Like it has not changed. Okay. I like that there's order to it now where there's two floors for them. Because when I went there, they did not have a dedicated floor. They were everywhere. <laughs> They were everywhere. They roamed the hallways. They would scream at us. They'd be like, get out of here. And you'd be like, but I'm just 18 years old trying to sing uh, something from Rent. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear Rent? (laughs) Do you want to hear Rent? (laughs) They're like, absolutely not. (laughs) But the thing is, we also knew that like there weren't like the thing about the Stratford Arms is like it really wasn't as tight knit and like the security wasn't as good as they needed to be because we could go Mm -hmm. in like different rooms that nobody was in and that's what you like do that for is to like do an audition or you like sing Uh a song so you're not disturbing your friends so you go on the floor with the older folks (laughs) (laughs) 
honestly, it's the funniest thing because I'm like, minutes before I die, I don't want to hear Wicked. I don't want to hear Defying Gravity as I'm passing away. I can't think of anything worse than being old and close to death and living with (laughs) cheerful musical theater idiots doing paddle turns. Did you do paddle turns? I did do paddle turn. What? When in life have you ever used a paddle turn? <laughs> now. Wait, really? Do you see it when we do Proud Mary? It goes, oh, you're uh, right. Uh, river, five, six, seven. <laughs> yes. If you're listening and don't know what a paddle turn is, it's like you are hopping around on one foot in a circle. But if you do it with some style, it looks good. But they didn't teach it to you with no style. They say you do it like this. You look a little bit like river dance. <laughs> I am to, okay, was Randolph Pearson still there when you went? No. Mm-mm. He was wild. He, he once told me, he was like, the way you dress is not going to get you cast. You like to wear things in the middle of yourself and you don't have a very good middle. And I was like, oh, what are you? What? <laughs> He was trying to tell me I was, like, dressing wider than I was. I was like, oh, my God. Like, what? I swear half of those teachers have said things to me that I, like, was like, you're allowed to say that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you're, like you think that's going to help me? But also, you're allowed to say that? It it, uh-huh. it blows my mind that the half of the people that are still there are there as well. Like, I did, were you there when Elaine Petrikoff? Elaine Petrikoff and... No. Um, uh, none of them. Okay, okay, okay. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you trying to think of really, my teachers. You probably had some wild teachers that had to be let go. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh huh. Um. So you graduated in 2017, mm-hmm. and then when did you get your first job out of school? So I did Legally Blonde. Uh, they booked me, so I uh, got my agents on panel night, and then. They sent me in for a whole bunch of auditions, got Legally Blonde, did that in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Don't, if you're Black, don't, never mind. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Be safe. You, I mean, I've been, and I agree. <laughs> Be safe. But um, that was my first gig, and then, but I knew I had Frozen waiting for me while I was doing that, because I was doing mm-hmm. so much auditioning. So, so many people were like, oh, we want her, you know, at this time, so I could do this gig at that time, so... That was it. Legally Blonde, then Frozen, and now Tina. What a dream. What a nice thing to just work (laughs) immediately after school. I didn't work for a while. (laughs) Because they didn't really send... They send the musical theater kids out with, I think, a wealth of knowledge and, like, just tools. And then the, the kids who don't do musical theater, they're just like, well, we did something with you. Because it was the hardest thing was getting an agent. It was it was just so hard. Everything was hard. And then I was like looking at backstage, going to like theater auditions and just just do it so poorly. Wait, did you ever hook up with anyone at AMDA? Okay, so I had a so I did the dumbest thing because I did the two year conservatory, obviously. So I ended up getting in a relationship with a guy from our my friend group. Um he was Native American and uh, he lived in a reservation. He's from Cherokee, North Carolina. So like he's, I like me and my mom, my sister we were talking about this the other day. They were like, where do you think he is right now? I was like, I don't know, somewhere being the, the, a chief. <laughs> like, like, he's, mm-hmm. like taking, oh, he's about to take over. He's about to make this bread. Like that's why mm-hmm. he probably moved back home. But like ended up just like 
getting in a relationship my last semester. That was dumb because like I knew what I wanted to do and then like a whole bunch of stuff happened. So yes. Okay. I did not date while I was at AMJA because there were no gentlemen there who liked my persuasion. Like I even lived with a guy, like my best friend, Evan, uh, we were like, can we live together? And they were like, yeah, of course. It's not like you're all going to be fucking or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> you are right. That's correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had no, no luck at Amda with the dating. And what's so crazy is I didn't either until we just looked at each other one night and were like, let's do this. What is this magic that you have where you look at people and they look at you and they're like, yep, this is this is what we're doing. I feel like it's a little bit of the like the performer in me. Like I'm like, like if you if you like you read, a, you read a lot from movies. And so you just like you look at it. It was like a movie moment. We were just like, like, yeah, like, OK, like it was really weird. <laughs> we were just. Because he got kicked out. He got kicked out of his friend's, well, his dorm room because his friend was trying to have sex with somebody else. Uh So he was fucking somebody else in another room. So he was like, can I just like stay in here with you like for the night? And like, you know, and we just like end up watching Twilight. Okay. How romantic. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like not my thing. But like also I was like uh, uh, a boy in the room in my bed. Why not? And then the rest was that. Boy, oh boy, I love this. Okay, real quick, Naomi, we have to take a break. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. And we're back. Okay, Naomi, when when did you first start dating? Was it in high school? It was. I think I had like little boyfriends in middle school. Like those uh-huh. ones that you're like, you know, like this is my boo at that school because he likes yes. me and I like him. But like, what happened was I didn't start really dating until I got out of school. And when I say out of school, my mom homeschooled me because I was like not very good at like I ADHD kid, like very like mm-hmm. hyper Yeah, just like a chihuahua. Like that was me. So it was in class clown as well. So I, it was hard for me to pay attention. So my mom was like, you're not, they're not going to fail you. We just can't have this. So my mom homeschools me. And then I continue to uh, start, like, going outside a lot more. And that's when I found my first boyfriend. And so, like, we were all hanging out, a whole bunch of me and my uh, friends at the time. And uh, we would, like, be outside of people's houses and hanging out, like, on their front porch. And Uh how you find a boyfriend, honey. Just go outside. I mean, I keep going outside. And and I keep not finding anybody. (laughs) Yeah, but literally my first boyfriend was like my most serious one. And that's when I was 16. And then my really, really serious one where like I was like always at his, like his parents' house and hanging out. He was a preacher's kid. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that relationship really was more about, and and I feel like this personally, it was to teach me like how to be a better woman but only in the way that I saw fit for myself not in the way that they wanted me to be like so they wanted me to be like this like this very like prissy like very like church girl and that just is that just was not me that just wasn't me you know so that's it was that's a bit of uh, a weird thing that I had to understand about myself is that I literally just had to continue to like like who I am and stick with that and Mm. also grow in that as well like a lot of things I just can't do anymore so that is a hard thing to, like, stay true to yourself when you start dating somebody. Because, yeah. like, you'll find yourself being like, oh, yes, I will do that. I love skiing. Sure. Why not eat pickles? And it's like, I've never been skiing and I hate a pickle. But you just find yourself trying to, like, appease somebody, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah, I think I spent a lot of like doing that with even friends as well. You know, like a lot of people, because I was a PK, uh, people were like, oh, you, you, you're you soft or, you know, you act like this, you act like that. And I'm like, little do you know, you have no clue. I'm like, you don't know who I mm-hmm. am outside of what you know, what you think you know about me. But also just trying to, like you said, appease and being that I hated it. It wasn't great. I remember I went to my boyfriend. At my ex-boyfriend's mom's house, the one, the, the preacher, she said, I, I just came like in sweats and like a jacket or whatever, just to be comfortable because we were just going to go watch movies and hang at his house. She goes, Naomi, every time you come over here, you look homeless. 
Good. <laughs> I, said, I said, excuse me. I said, I was just coming to chill. I was like, yes. Well, you got to get all dressed up to hang out with her son. Exactly. But like stuff like that sat in the back of my head for a while. And then like when they saw me like actually dress up, they'd say things like, oh, she can finally be a part of our family now. I think we could, we'll take her in and I think we'll have her. Oh. And the thing that irked me the most is that my ex wouldn't do say anything. He just would let them talk to me like that. And I think that's what sucked was like, oh, wow, you're you're OK with the actions and the things that your parents say to your girlfriend. That's a bit that's a bit much, especially when you know that it hurts me. But then you get called soft and then, you know, you need to have tough skin to be around my family. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, you need your partner to be like, hey, mom. You don't got to say that shit to her. That's not nice. I'll never understand someone being like, well, that's just my family. And it's like, no, your family can have manners and your family can be kind. Like, and you can explain it to them. I feel like that's why a lot of people are like, oh, I hate like there's like in-law jokes or whatever. And they're like, God, my mother-in-law. It's like, yeah, because she's a terrible person because your husband or your your girlfriend or your partner or whoever isn't like, shut up. You can't say that, like, I'm not being stolen. I'm just continuing my life with somebody else that isn't you. Yeah. And I think that's what we can go down to, like, mommy issues. Like, you don't, uh-huh. like, you don't even know that, like, your mom's an issue and she is. And then come to find out later, <laughs> your mom's a huge issue to not only you, but, like, the community that we live in. Like, it's just, it's weird. <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> your mother's a your menace. Your mother's a menace. Little do you know. I knew it all along. Great. <laughs> Naomi, it seems like you've had like lots of experiences dating, which is very lucky for you. How blessed you are. Um, Just really nice. And what a dream. Um, But how do you deal with like breaking up? Because I was dating someone for a little bit and it was like getting kind of like serious, although he was never my boyfriend because that's the fun thing. But like we broke up and I'm still sad about it. And I'm like, how does one get over it? I literally got over a lot of my breakups. And the thing is, I'm a cancer. So I'm a lover at heart. Like I, that's like Uh how I, how I see you, even if like the good and the bad, I love you either way. So it's always hard for me to leave. It's never me that leaves. It's always them. So because I'm willing Mm -hmm. to fight for whatever we had, whatever I thought we had. So I always mm-hmm. ended up on the other end, literally going, I'm not, I don't feel good about myself. I'm not worthy. Da, da, da. Why'd they break up with me? What did I do wrong? Usually I don't do anything wrong. They just ended up cheating on me because I'm a fucking great person. Oh, yeah. And also I have things going for myself. So they hate that. Uh-huh. So insecurity comes into place. But long story short, I got over a lot of my breakups literally by just realizing that like there is someone out there for me. Like, and, you know, I had to like remind myself of that and like drink a little bit, you know, (laughs) and, you know, watch TV and, you know, I don't eat ice cream. I eat burgers Uh, (laughs) when I feel like uh, when I feel sad and, you know, I just have to remind myself that like I'm that bitch. Like you can't let what experience you have with someone else dictate who you are seriously like the heartbreak is because you're basically it's like a death you're losing someone and you'll never have them the same way that you had them you know before ever again so but it's just like not your not my loss your loss that's a good way to think of it my therapist was like 
Well, it she also was like, it is like a death and you have to grieve it. But then she was like, you do have to eventually like move on. And then she was like, and when you do, just know that it's going to be incredibly frustrating. She was like, because some people find people very fast, but others don't. And there's no rhyme or reason. And it might take you a while, but it's going to be frustrating. And you have to just kind of like open your heart and accept that it's going to be frustrating. And I was like, ain't that a bitch? That's not nice. You have to accept like um, most of the things that I had to accept. Like I said, I got cheated on. That's how I got broken up with this. Like a week later after the breakup, they were like posted up with like another girl or like were posting that they were with oh. someone else. And, you know, and it was just like, so you've been cheating on me this entire time. So I it was really bad. It, it was terrible for me. I was just like, how do I get over you not doing everything for someone else that you wouldn't do for me? You know, how do I get over that? But it wasn't until I was like, I can do that for myself. But also, I know that someone's going to love exactly who I am. And I can't give up on that. I'm a hopeless romantic. I love love. That's so nice. I, in the back of my brain, I'm like, okay, I know there's somebody out there for me. I know someone's going to be like, oh, she's the loudest. She's she's wild. But I like her. And it's this is for me. But I'm just like, when tick? fucking talk when you're 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 too good you're too good they'd be scared of you. <laughs> that's nice i will say it is i don't know i think i probably talked about it on this podcast before but it is a wild thing to like sell out shows make people laugh and like feel really good and like be on that high and then get back to my hotel room and be like okay i got nobody to call and tell them how good i was <laughs> uh... I hate that. It's such a lonely feeling because you're like, so many people just liked me, but there isn't that one person who I like back and they like me and we're best friends and we fuck and we're in love. And it's like, huh, that must be nice for people to like do good at work and then come home and their wife or partner or husband is, or spouse is just like, hey, I'm proud of you. Give me a hug. You want chicken? <laughs> That's just what I want, Naomi. I want someone to give me chicken because I do good. <laughs> I swear it's going to come to you. You're manifesting this for yourself. You know exactly what you want. So you're going to have the perfect man. I already know it. I do. Okay. I know I said this on a podcast a while ago. What I did before I started dating the person I broke up with, I wrote a letter to the like my future partner and I put it in the mailbox at the post office and I wrote, <laughs> I wrote on the envelope to my future partner. And then I just wrote a fake address and then I put a stamp on it. And I hope someone at the post office just like opened it and read it and was like, I hope she gets what she wants. And that's how I got sent that person. Um, it didn't work out. We had just different, you know, ideas about life. And it was like pretty mutual and it's fine. But I'm like, maybe I should do that again, but just get even more specific. <laughs> yep. Write a book. <laughs> write a book, cast a spell, just do it all. Wait, Naomi, when did you start singing? When you were 12? Yes, actually. And you auditioned to sing Home from the musical The Wiz? 
at a small theater in Elizabeth City? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I went to this little theater called Center Players, and my mom took me to uh, a show of theirs before I even started doing theater. I was like playing softball and volleyball and basketball. Like I was mm-hmm. like the tomboy of my family. I did not like makeup, like stuff like that. That was not up my alley. Like I wasn't that girl, but. She takes me to this theater and we're watching The Music Man and the girl who plays the lead role in The Music Man, she's this girl I used to go to elementary school with, but she's also black. And so, and usually that role is played by a predominantly white woman. And so I was looking at this stage and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then hearing her sing, I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, this is really good. So my mom and me, we walked out. She was like, did you enjoy that? And I was like, I did, I did. She goes, great, you're auditioning for this shit next week. <laughs> <laughs> so like, my mom's like that crazy like dance mom, but like theater mom. This was the theater mom crazy. So she's like, okay, we have to get your song together. What are you going to sing? What are you going to sing? So I figure out like Home From The Wiz. And like, that was my start. And that's actually, that was my audition song to get an AM. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that that song's just taking you places. It, it did. It really has. I was like, this, this is a good song. It's not bad. It's not bad. And now that The Wiz is coming out, I'm just like, hey, I, I don't know if you need a Dorothy. Maybe. I don't know. I sing Tina Turner now. So I don't know if that's up my alley anymore. Like, I'm, 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 like, I'm, right, I'm right here right now. So. <laughs> so wait, when you started doing Tina, you were unfamiliar with the story of Tina Turner's life? I was a bit unfamiliar with the second part which is but everything before what's love the movie Angela Beckett all of that Mm -hmm. yeah I know that but mm -mm, didn't know the second part of her life at all not like that but I knew about this woman with this crazy wig and these crazy you know outfits and this insane voice you can't get that voice out of your head no it's such a wonderful voice and I recently just because I had seen the movie saw the musical and I was like well and I seen the documentary because I Grew up loving Tina Turner. Um, and I was like, I might as well read her book. The book is wild. Hun. She says things so like cavalier where you're like, it's just like one day I was walking around and then Ike beat me with a shoehorn. And I'm like, wait, what? How did we get here? And it's like, it was interesting because I was like, oh, that's literally just abuse. It comes out of nowhere. It's like there's things leading up to it, but the first time someone acts on violence, it really is like how I didn't do anything to deserve that. This came literally out of nowhere. Yes, they're like not like they're abusing cocaine or whatever, but like it it was just it was really wild to read. I also read it on a beach and I was like, this is not a beach read. Um, (laughs) It was really like. And then I had to sing with a mouthful of blood. I'm like, well, let me get in the water and like really just uh, try to feel a little better. Yeah, no, it literally. And I think what's so crazy is she never even wanted to tell this story at all. You know, no. she was like, why, you know, why are we doing this? Like, why do you want to know about, you know, mm-hmm. what I went through like that? Because it, it, and what's so crazy is a lot of people profited off of what she went through when she opened up more about it. Yes. And that's what I what sucks to me is that, you know, she didn't even get to be known as this woman at, at, that we know her to be in in the second part of her life, which is the second act, which is this iconic, amazing, you know, uh, friendly, joyful, funny person. We only just know about what happened to her and what someone did to her. 
Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and I know, and, you know, at growing up, one of the main things that I remember is people joking about, you know, that the one scene in the, uh, in the movie and things like that. Eat the cake. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Eat the cake anime. And to, so growing up, just seeing all of that and then to now be, you know, basically stepping into her shoes of her life and emulating that on stage it it feels different to you know joke about those things or it feels different because it's literally it stuff like that happened out of nowhere yeah and it's also wild to me when people do make jokes about it when it's like do you not understand how awful that must have been like how awful it was to live it and then have to relive it and then have to hear jokes about it like, it's just, I was like, I get why she went to Switzerland or wherever the fuck she went, just to be like, let me get the fuck out, get of out of here. That's literally what I say to people all the time. I'm like, she found the love of her life. She made the money that she needed to. People are trying to, you uh-huh. know, I, I had a question asked to me today in an interview, like, did she know? Like, did you think that she knew how loved she was? I'm like, of course she did. Of course she mm-hmm. did. But that wasn't enough for her to stay here and continue to keep dealing with this. No. She said, I'm out. She said, we are out. Goodbye. I asked Zurin this, but when so the finale, you've heard me say this before because I just interviewed Zurin about it. But at the finale is truly just like a Tina Turner musical. What does it feel like to do that? Like, do do you feel like a fucking rock star? I feel like Beyonce. Uh huh. Uh huh. I feel like Beyonce because. I, this is why I wish you, uh, I like you could see both of our shows because you would be like, oh my God, bitch, yes. Because that's how I, that's literally, I give like, I give looks like this, like, or I go like a, I'd be like, uh-huh. or the, uh, like, it's like, I do stuff like that. But I also like bring Tina into it as well. But I like feeling like I can bring Naomi into it. Like in the beginning of the, uh, the concert, I do a lot more talking. I'm like, I go, San Francisco. I'd be like, what's going on? I'd be like, did y'all enjoy yourselves this evening? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, if you did, can I hear, hey, hey, Tina? And they'd be like, hey, hey, Tina. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right, San Fran. I just got one question for you. Is it all right if me and my friends sing and play a dance two more songs? Wait, is that all right? Like, I'm in this, like, I'm just, I'm living my best life every night. I oh god I do want to see you in it maybe I'll fly somewhere and be like okay yes please but what a fabulous opera like what a just a fun fucking role okay I have a question I want to pivot oh wait first we're gonna take another break today and every day Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that Everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. 
With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bebop, boobop, we're back. Okay, so I want to know... Your current partner, what is the most romantic thing that you guys have done together? Oh, my gosh. We have done so much together in these five months because we're literally like two college kids. Like when we met each other, Mm -hmm. we were like, we're like rock stars. Like we live the rock star lifestyle. Like we get fucked up together. Like we just do things. Like it's just so (laughs) it's so much. This is my best friend. So I think one of the one of our like. Things that is like when we're not winning, it, it it sucks, which is the casino. That's one of our like main things that we love doing together. But I think it wasn't until he was like, I love amusement parks. And I was like, you do. He was like, and I love huge roller coasters. I said, you do. And so <laughs> ever since we've been like on the West Coast, we've been going to like amusement parks and stuff like that. So we just went to SeaWorld and we had a ball. But I think stuff like things that are active is like our love language, like just being active and being up and and moving Mm -hmm. around. But um, I think the most romantic thing that we've done together that he's done for me in general is throw me a fucking surprise birthday party. No one's ever done that for me. My birthday was July 12th. So he like, he's like, he's like, come on. He's like, come on. I'm just getting done with the show. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. He bought me these like Dolce & Cabanas or whatever. And I- Ooh, (laughs) okay. A designer diva. But earlier he was like, earlier he was, that day he was just like, are you going to wear the shoes? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to wear the shoes. I'm going to wear the shoes to dinner. Like, of course Mm -hmm. I am. And so like, he's like, okay, well, come on, come on, come on after the show. And he's like, hurry up. We're going to be late. We're going to be late. And I'm like, yo, okay, hold on. I got the Dolce's on. So, <laughs> You're like, I haven't broken <laughs> these in yet. Exactly. I'm like, hold on. And so we walk in and boom, surprise. It was like, I've, I've, no one's just ever done anything like that for me. So I think stuff like that, like a gesture of, you know, like showing that, you know, you give a fuck about my being. Like that's, mm-hmm. that means and you want to share it with everyone else how much you give a fuck about me. 
that is so romantic to me because a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't do that. Oh, I love that. Okay, I have another question because I have trouble with this. So you first hung out in a casino for like five hours. At what point were you like, let's hang out during the day? Because I feel like dating happens at night a lot. And then you're like, how do I tell this person I want to hang out with them sober when the sun is up? So this is something like me and you have to like talk about in depth more. Like on a, like to, like without anybody <laughs> listening because... You okay. will never believe how we even like what the what even came about of us being together. It was a struggle. Like we had to be like in secret for a while, like from the cast and like from producers and like everybody, because like there was a lot of stuff going on. So like we really didn't get to spend like the daytime together. And if we did, we'd have to go like very far from proximity of like the, the theater and the hotels and everything. Mm-hmm. So like. I was, it wasn't until we woke up the next morning, we were like, oh shit, we like each other a lot. And we just spent every day in the room together all day, all day. So, but the thing about it is we're foodies. So we like to go out and eat food and do things like that. So it was a lot of fun to know that he's like, he's a very lively person. He goes to the gym. (laughs) Great. I don't every morning. (laughs) I don't do that every morning. Um, Uh So he's like, all right, babe, bye. I'll see you later. Going to the gym. And so I'm like, okay. And then he comes back and, you know, you just, I think we were in our honeymoon phase. That's what it was. So we didn't want to go outside. We just sat in Mm -hmm. all the time. But now we be outside, honey. Now you go outside. That's so funny that the beginning of your relationship was just like secret rendezvous, hiding in a hotel room, be like, nobody can know. Yeah, we would go to like girls would flirt with him and stuff like that. And I'd be in in a corner like this and like, (laughs) he couldn't say anything. I couldn't say anything. Like it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad at first. But like it felt it was fun. It was fun. (laughs) Uh huh. I'm sure it was. I feel like any kind of secret relationship is fun until you're like, I want to tell people. Yeah. Wait, okay. So has he met your family and have you met his family? I met his family and he's like met my mom like through, you know, the phone and things like that and my sisters. Mm -hmm. But he's going to meet them actually next week. They're coming to come to San Francisco to like my sisters are going to have a good girls trip with my mom. And so they're going to meet for the first time in person. But I've met his family because when he... Uh, started as Ike, he was in his hometown, Cleveland, Ohio. So we were we were already in, you know, his area. So it was easy for him to, you know, tell his mom, hey, I'm in like in love with this woman and um, I can't tell anybody, but the only person I'm going to tell is you. So like, I'm going to let you meet her, bring her over. Like, let's have dinner. Like, let's do a whole bunch of this stuff. So me and his mom are like this now. Like, we were on the phone nonstop all the time. She's a she's a vibe. Like she'd be like, "Girl, at these hoes, like, mm, like that's just like." <laughs> she'd be like, mm-hmm, "Like, yeah, don't care about what nobody say. Like, and make sure y'all protect." She always says, "Like, make sure you protect each other, and like, make sure that nobody, you know, comes in between what you have going on, because you know people will try that, and um, you just got to be confident in what you have going, what you have." So. That's so sweet. I love that you're best friends with his fucking mom. This is Naomi. You're making me jealous. (laughs) Also interesting because, like, you met on a tour, so you immediately had to, like, travel together. Yep. And I feel like that's, like, a huge step some people take. They're like, I don't know if I'm going to travel well with this person. 
But like you guys travel well together, yeah? Nicole, he we're in my hotel room right now and I'm like looking at our luggages and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, like wait, I have to clean up, I have to do this, I have to like I'm like, oh God, it's he's a boy. He is a boy. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, and a also, boy. Yes, and he's a Pisces too. So he's just like yeah, like a good time and all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so he, he gives those vibes. But yeah, I think the traveling has been a lot more easier. I hated doing that, but like I like doing it with him because like you said, you get to, you know, experience a lot more things. With, and I mean, we and it's truly, truly get frustrated if one person is doing something that the other person is not okay with or doesn't like. Yes. Especially on travel days. That is so annoying to have to worry about another human being and, plus yourself. Like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I try to be good at traveling. I'm terrible at packing, but I've learned that I'm like, I just have to do it earlier than I think. <laughs> like leaving Amsterdam, we were like, let's meet in the lobby at 12 or no, at 930. And I was like, I'm going to tell myself nine. And then I put it in my phone. I was like, nine, 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 nine. And then I was so early. But I was like, otherwise, I, w- I was also late to the nine. So like I would have been late if I had said 930 to myself. And it's a oh boy, oh boy, the worst. But also I was traveling with my my good friend Mono, and it was funny because the day after we like separated and went back to our homes, I was like, I miss Mono. I wonder what he's doing. <laughs> and then today he sent me a me- like a voice memo where he was like, Diva, I miss you. I miss being with you every day. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what happens when you travel with someone that you like. You then get like accustomed to being with them. And then that made me even sadder because I was like, what if it was a man who wanted to fuck me? That would be that would be so nice for him to say, I miss you. Naomi, what I'm saying, (laughs) I'm just I'm sad, but also perfectly fine. I had a nice vacation. I I just have to keep telling myself it will happen. Literally, literally. I feel like my question would be for you are oh. like you want you're looking for a man that's going to be OK with Amsterdam and walking and, you know, seeing, mm-hmm. the, you know, the men, you know, asking you, hey, how you doing and things like that and them not getting yes. jealous or anything like that. Good. Good. Well, to me, that's like unhinged. If like I can't imagine being with someone and then getting upset that like a woman hit on them, I'd be like, good. Good. I'm glad someone hit on you. That means they're hot and I made a good choice. If nobody hits on my partner, I'd be so sad. I'd be like, do I have a uggo? What's happening? <laughs> do I have a uggo? <laughs> Is, do I have an ugly person with me? True. Nobody's looking at them. I'd be so sad. Yeah, I just want someone who's like secure in who they are and emotionally available that is my my new number one number two secure in who they are and emotionally available because i keep meeting people who are not emotionally available that is the thing that sucks the most my last relationship before i got with roderick is like this guy who just you know he just did not feel the way that i feel like he did you could and you could tell by like the conversations that we would have you know he never said I loved you enough he never said you know mm-hmm. I support you I'm proud of you he never like just mm. it just and it felt like someone with someone who really just was intimidated by who I was like especially just me making more money than him and things like that that was a huge mm-hmm. huge issue for him so for a while I was just like yo like before Rod I was like I'm just gonna be by myself because I'm never gonna find someone who literally 
is my equal in a, in a way or who's going to feel secure in themselves enough to be like, yeah, my woman's the breadwinner in the house. Like, yeah, that's okay. A lot of guys are like not okay with that, especially because like the stereotypes that are being put on about black women, like only wanting men with money, like, like it's, you know, it's, it's weird. So it is weird. And it is like a weird little hill that you have to uh, deal with where it's like, you got to be okay with all of me, which means, you know, I might be more financially secure than you, but also it's like, if you could ride, you could ride. That's fine. Exactly. Like I, it is a little frustrating. But, you know, one day. (laughs) Also, the day I left Amsterdam, like landed back in L.A., opened up Tinder and I had matched with a man from Amsterdam who was so hot. And he was like, I think you're beautiful. Uh, What are you doing today? And I was like, I'm in L.A. And he was like, really? And I was like, yes. He was like, I was going to ask you if you wanted to get a drink tonight. And I was like, of course you were. Because I'm no longer there. (laughs) I also, this is too Um, much information, but I had my period for all 14 days that I was away. And it stopped the minute I went to the airport. And I was like, what is the good Lord doing? What is the universe doing to me? Why? 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 So many things could have been thrown back and popped out and all this yes. stuff. And now you want to pop back and get me popped out. Is that the airport? Yes. Or what are we doing? At the air? You want me to try to fuck somebody at the airport? No way. <laughs> where are they the at? The bathrooms are too nasty. <laughs> and the car goes, where, where are they? <laughs> where are they where are they? I don't have my period anymore Ooh, hello hello gate agent also I did fall fucking in love at the airport so after I went through security uh, you like scan your passport and then someone looks at it and he looked at it and he was like headed back to Jersey and it says like I was born in Jersey and I was like no I'm actually going to LA and he's like ooh it's hot there and I was like yes and then he was like I think you're gonna have fun I was like I think you're gonna have fun and <laughs> <laughs> and I like lost my mind. And then I was like, oh my God, should I like marry that man? And then I was like, Nicole, he was just passing time at his job. He does not love you. He doesn't feel any, he doesn't even remember you. But that's me. I fall in love everywhere I go. That's a beautiful thing. It's not. It's frustrating. Anytime someone's nice to me, I'm like, oh, is this husband? It? It's never it. <laughs> it's never it. There's no husband. There's no partner. There's nothing. Okay, Naomi, I have to ask, do you have any advice for me, a single woman, and other single people out there? I would give the advice of literally, genuinely being you is going to draw your partner to you. It's going to bring your person to you. Continue to live the life that you live and that you feel comfortable living, grow in who you are, but also know that you have to be secure in yourself before you invite someone else into your life because what they will do is try to, if they're not the right person for you, they'll try to project things on you that are not meant for you to, you know, to put on yourself. And it's that's when it comes into play of being secure in who you are so that when your right person comes along, you go, yep, that's it. That's all, you know? And I feel like I'm in a really good space right now in my relationship. And I'm, this is where my advice comes in is because of the fact that like I'm looking at someone and I'm going, that's my fucking best friend. You know, it's not bad to want to be with your best friend. OK, 
It's not I bad. Love that. It's not bad, but literally never give up. If you if you if you want love, you're gonna find it. I'm never gonna give up on love. If this doesn't work out, I'm still gonna find my person. I'm gonna have it. But I know this is gonna work out, so I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> let's not put any of that juju. Exactly. I don't know if I can say juju anymore. Is juju can I say juju? Juju. I don't juju. Let's not put any bad vibes out there. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. Okay, Naomi, we have come to the end. Is there anything that you want to promote? I mean, come see the damn Tina Turner musical. I mean, I heard it was pretty good. And, (laughs) you know, Nicole was telling me that, like, she was having a great time. And she, like, stalked the Tinas after the show. And, like, (laughs) and she wanted them to be on her podcast. I had the best (laughs) fucking time. (laughs) Literally, that's all I'm doing right now. And just, you know, I, I, yeah, support that. And that's supporting me. Okay, I love it. Naomi, thank you so much for being here. Um, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Jamie, you can like it, you can rate it, sub, 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 fuck it. So, <laughs> whatever. It's on Apple Podcasts, everywhere you fucking want to get it. Yeah. Um, and if you write me something nasty hitting on me to why won't you date me podcast at gmail.com, I will read it aloud. Okay. This one <laughs> says Essence Fuck Fest. It's a long one, but good. Okay. Dear Nicole, I would like to invite you to join me and my boys for one day at our annual Essence Fest trip. I've never been. I would love to go. Uh, It would start out with just me and you hanging out on Bourbon Street, eating and drinking all the best New Orleans has to offer. Then we would ride and bask in the glow of one million beautiful black people having a good old black time. Before we head back to my hotel suite, I would get you down on Second Line Street Parade, celebrating the fact that you're about to get fucked down. When we get back to the hotel, I tell you to get ready. And when you come out of the bathroom, I will greet you with my big black dick and let you you swallow as much of my 10 and a half inch meaty dick in your mouth as you can, making you gag a bit. Then I let you know that I'm going to turn you into a human beignet. (laughs) I'm going to cream in your mouth, pussy and ass. Just when you think this shit is wild, my boys show up. We are all pansexual freaks with no hangups. <laughs> I'm a Sigma and my guys are one Alpha, two Kappas, one Omega, and one Alada. We will cover you in powdered sugar, licking it off your body with special attention on your titties, clit, and asshole. <laughs> you will be so wet when we start fucking. You should know we all have big black dicks and you will need to be loosened up for what comes next. We will start fucking your mouth at one time with slob and pre-cum running down your chin and chest. We got you on the bed so we can double penetrate you. You will be going fucking nuts as you feel fat dick (laughs) in and out of your pussy and ass. Then when you think it's too much, another bra puts his dick in your pussy and another puts his dick in your asshole. So so here you are sucking dick like a possessed Hoover vacuum with two dicks in your pussy and two in your ass. We will continue fucking you until you feel enough cum. (laughs) No, until you have come enough times when we finish off by covering you with chocolate syrup and licking it off and you drift away to sleep in a state of ecstasy. You are awakened by the smell of fried chicken, maple syrup, waffles, and mimosa. You find a note signed by us thanking you for a memorable night and an invitation to join us again next year. You smile as you look at two dozen purple roses sent to you and immediately call your bestie to tell you how you got fucked down at Essence Fest. Honestly, I'm into it. That's the nicest 
that's the nicest thing anyone's ever written me. Usually they're terrible, but that was nice. I that liked nice. that one. <laughs> ah! Okay, well, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye. Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer is produced by me, Mars. It's executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. With talent bookings by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Maddie Auden. Got a question, crazy dating story, or a... This has been a Team Coco production. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.